Hello, and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Stephen. Hello. I have wonderful news for you. Okay. Today is the first day of daylight saving time. It is. Which I feel like is the most on-brand thing for this podcast, because we are changing time. Yeah, that is. I love how that's our brand. Isn't that weird? (laughs) It is weird. How did you spend your hour, your extra hour today? Oh, confused. Uh, There's a lot of construction happening outside my apartment. Mm. My upstairs neighbors uh, asked me if I was drumming. (laughs) My direct response was, unless I drum in my sleep, no. Ooh. Thankfully, they thought it was funny, because that sounds also very passive aggressive, (laughs) which was not not my intention. Um, The washer and dryer... Our landlord oversees like a number of apartments in the surrounding area. Mm. And there's like one in unit washer and dryer that we all share. Yeah. And as fate would have it, it's broken. So that was my first hour was was kind of dealing with some confusion. But otherwise, great. Yesterday was a beautiful fall Chicago day. Today is a little bit rainy, but it's kind of cozy. It's like a cold, cozy, rainy day. Yeah. Both are good vibes for the fall. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, so, you know, here on this podcast around these parts we like to talk about video games uh and you played one that i'm really excited to hear about and it is called delta rune delta rune that's right is it one word or two words delta rune it's one word if memory mm. serves there is at one point a voice goes like delta rune I oh think, really unless i dreamed that but uh just i want to set this up because this is a it's a this game's release and the definition of this game I think are kind of interesting. So just real quick, if you if you're like, what is this? The creator of Undertale, Toby Fox, tweeted from his account and from Undertale's account on October 30th. He said, Come back here in 24 hours. Yes. And at this point, like there has been not even a whisper of another game. A- as a fan of Undertale and of Toby Fox, I just assumed that was it. Like, yeah, like he has gone on record being like the success of this game was beautiful and momentous, but it has stressed me out. I don't know if I'll make another game, and I kind of, I secretly hoped that he would, but I also wasn't expecting it. So yeah. the fact that we get this cryptic "Meet me at Halloween," maybe <laughs> <tweet laughs> at the like, flagpole on Halloween yeah. at three fifteen, yeah, and then on Halloween, there's a link to deltarune.com uh and you go there and it says a lot of like cryptic messages like you must accept things mm-hmm. for how they happen yeah don't talk about this for 24 hours which like boy does he know the fan base yeah because <laughs> like, like, just give me give me a day of no stress please yeah and of course if you follow that link you downloaded a game called deltarune uh, and before I get into the game, I just want to say, if you haven't played it and you liked Undertale, go play it and, you know, go in spoiler free as you ideally do with Undertale. If you haven't played Undertale and you have any interest in games as a story, I don't need to tell you how great it is. It was like came out of nowhere and blew up and everyone was like, this is the best game of all time. Whether or not you think that it's a beautiful experience that yes. solely depends on you going in blind. I really do think like if mm. you have anything kind of spoiler for you it does break the magic of that game because so much of it depends on your preconceived notions of like how to play a game and what goes into that. Right. It's kind of like you were talking about Soma last week where, where it takes what you think games will do and uses that as a storytelling device. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Chances are though, if you're listening to this podcast, you have played Undertale or you know of it and maybe don't care. And so Delta Rune, as soon as you start playing it, you realize right away that it is in a similar style of Undertale. 
actually, this is unlike Undertale. The first thing that happens is it allows you to make your own character. Whoa. So you choose, and it looks, it looks like the main character from Undertale, who is kind of like a very ambiguous child, basically. Yeah. Um, like shaggy hair, kind of a earthbound adjacent graphical style. Right. As, as many have pointed out. But um, so you choose a hairstyle, you choose a body, you choose legs. Then it asks you like Ooh. what their favorite. What food kind of legs is. did you choose? The legs were the least kind of customizable thing. I chose like just you know legs. Oh, nice! I had long enough hair that I kind of had like a little bit of a mullet. Oh, it asks you what your what your favorite blood type is, what your favorite food is. It asks you your favorite what, blood type. Yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, it's not what your what is your blood type. It's what's your favorite blood type, which is kind of invasive. <laughs> but uh, you make this creation, uh-huh. you name it. And then ask you what your name is. Very Undertale move. Kind yeah. of breaking the fourth wall. That's good. Uh, I didn't really see that coming, so I named both of them Steven. And <laughs> the narrator voice went, of course, of course they have the same name. So yeah. like in Undertale, depending on how you name the character, the game kind of comments on that. That's amazing. And in kind of a tone-defining moment, as soon as you make the character, it says all your choices have been discarded. You don't get to choose who you are in this world. And the game starts. Whoa. And that kind of reminded me of the beginning of Undertale, where the first thing that happens is you, you walk around in this dark area. You meet a flower who teaches you how to play the game, but also tries to kill you. And, and they say, in this world, it's kill or be killed. And that's yeah. like the defining moment of tone. Then the rest of the game kind of changes from there. It becomes a lot funnier, a lot more lighthearted, but you never forget. You're like, I can't let go of that really haunting experience. Mm-hmm. So this game kind of like a beautiful counter to Undertale, which is so dependent on your choices. This game right away says your choices don't matter. That's really interesting, which is really fascinating. Yeah. So then what happens is like <laughs> anyone who's played Undertale will just be overjoyed to see the like plethora of familiar faces. Like oh. I thought I was, I thought I played it cool. How much I love the original. And like anytime I saw someone, I was like, yes. <laughs> So you play as a character named Chris, who looks like the protagonist of Undertale, but a little bit older, mm. like probably like in their teens. Yeah. Um, they're taller and their face is obscured by a shadow. It's kind of have like a gloomy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, your mom is Toriel, your adoptive mother, who is from the original. Uh, and she drives you to school. Uh, alarmingly, you are not underground. You're in this really colorful like town. Uh, yeah. You're driving to school. You see Undine as a police officer. She's like directing traffic. Wow. So like, obviously I flipped out over that. I was like, that's amazing. So this is a prequel then, right? Well, so I'll get into that. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, Cause okay. that, that's, that's been one of the big questions of like, what, wh- when is this? Yeah. Uh, long story short, I won't, I won't get into too many details, but you get to class. Alphys is your teacher. I also flipped out. Wow. Um, incredible. I love this. Uh, and you get to class and you are a little late. So they're doing a group project and you have to ask around for people to be your partner. Kind of classic middle school, high school, like short of like, who do you sit with at lunch is like the most anxiety. You <laughs> yeah. You ask around. Of course, there's like a plethora of great characters. Monster Kid is in your class from the original game. Wow. Uh, who's another favorite. I mean, literally every Undertale character is a favorite. They're all there's a reason this game has attracted such a cult following because the characters are are just so like funny but also incredibly vulnerable so you just feel like you actually got to know them by the time you finish playing yeah and it's such an immediate attachment the moment you meet any of them yeah and i think that's the strength of the original game is like you have all that sort of genre breaking meta story 
But the reason it works is because we care so much about the actual world and the actual characters. Yeah. But anyway, so Delta Rune, you're in class. Uh, everyone's paired up already. The door slams open, and it's like a, a, a dinosaur esque creature with like 90s grunge bully fashion. Hell Susie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what an entrance i love i love Susie. so Susie comes in the whole class is scared even the teacher alphas and they're like okay i guess you're partners uh can you go get us some chalk and then you go outside and it's kind of a scary scene you're not really sure to read Susie, and she's like she's like you know she kind of threatens to like hurt you and then she's like nah you've got a good mom like i don't want her to bury you something like that whoa so like really like you're given just enough to trust her like oh well she clearly like likes your likes toriel so she yeah. has like some kind of heart deep down but this person i'm afraid of so you go into the supply closet to find chalk and then you are teleported into another world basically uh more akin to the underground from undertale so interesting all of a sudden chris your protagonist kind of has more of a jrpg aesthetic you have like a shoulder cape and like blue hair which Whoa. you told me before you tried to dye your hair blue it didn't work blue hair is like the main character aesthetic yeah steven was saying that i'm not the main character of my own story because i tried to dye my hair blue <laughs> and then it did not stick at all my my sideburns are a little blue which is hilarious you don't get to choose who you are in this world brendan no i am an npc shopkeeper <laughs> there are worse fates i think i'm like a goblin <laughs> I'm I'm the tutorial enemy that gets killed so you can yeah. learn how to press A. So you and Susie are in this strange world. Uh, it's a lot more like the underground was in Undertale. Mm. Um, you stumble across this creature uh, who looks like a, like a little fuzzy caterpillar. And they say that they are a prince and that there's some kind of fated destiny that three heroes, one human, one monster one prince mm. will bring back the balance of light and dark and that like there's been there's this like fountain of dark that has thrown things out of whack basically Susie doesn't believe it at all she's like whatever i just want to go home yeah uh but what happens is strikingly different than undertale you now have a party of three characters and when mm. you're in fights you actually see like uh in lieu of chrono trigger you see the three sprites animated fighting or not fighting yeah um just like undertale there there's a mechanic that you can spare the enemies uh through actions and this time you're actually seeing it happening which is really exciting yeah, so that's like interesting the standout encounter for me is there's a the whole world is uh based on games so like there's chess there's checkers there's cards mm. uh the feared antagonist in the castle at the end is like um one of the card suits basically yeah and one of the bosses that stood out to me is is a checker piece with like big muscular legs and a little crown on its head mm. uh Susie just wants to keep attacking it but uh Ralse, the fuzzy prince and uh chris um if you play this way or like oh if we if we bow to it it starts bowing back and the crown loosens so like your two characters are like bowing to this thing <laughs> to get the crown to fall off and it's so much funny it's so much more engaging to see it happen yeah and there's a really interesting mechanic of Susie for most of the game is set on just attacking constantly right so kind of like bouncing off of undertale there was the there was the choice of do i kill or do i spare you have a character who is set on one path and then you could go the other way i think at this point they've discovered that <clears throat> like the end the beginning setup you can't really do like killing characters they don't really die they just if you hit them enough they run away so like i played it in a pacifist way where i was like 
and there's some really cool mechanics of of working around Susie. Like you can warn the enemies that Susie's going to attack, and then they'll be able to dodge it more successfully. Yeah, you have magic this time around, so Ralsei can actually spare enemies with a spell if they're tired. So there's a lot of like forward thinking of okay, do I want to attack them to get them tired, and then Ralsei can cast this spell. So the battle system seems to be where like the major. If you want to call this game a sequel, that's where like most of the effort has gone to like really make this game feel like the next step for the series. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as you would expect, like the characters new and old are all incredibly charming and the writing is beautiful. The music is fantastic. A lot of great new songs. Um, and like the title, they're kind of like a mix up of old songs. There's like an anagram melodically happening as well. Oh, that's really interesting. So, yeah, uh, the whole thing is three hours. I'll get into like what this game is later, but I'd highly recommend playing it um, if you haven't already. I hope I didn't spoil too much if you were thinking of playing it but are still listening. And uh, it's it even if it's just three hours, it does have a nice emotional catharsis by the end of it, even though there's clearly room for more after this. Um, and that's where I'll get into. So this game came out in a day. There's like a, a plethora of like fan theories of like when does this game take place and blah 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 yeah a lot of people were were uh theorizing that it actually takes place like in an alternate universe the big theory that was going on that i was reading was that it's a sequel to the genocide run of undertale where at the end of that game uh chara the manifestation of your determination says like let's leave this pointless world and go on to the next yeah some people were thinking that that's what this world is Mm. that's kind of all been debunked i mean there's still some mystery the game ends saying more coming in chapter two. So like, even though there is a catharsis, there's clearly, I won't spoil the, the actual ending, but it ends and you're like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? Um, there's a cliffhanger for sure. That is awesome. So uh, Toby Fox, a day after it came out, basically released this, F- this like Q&A on Twitter where he was like, okay, so this game... If, if I'm understanding his responses correctly, he basically came out and said, this game was the game he was originally working on before Undertale. Oh, wow. He, he got the idea for Undertale, Undertale while working on Deltarune and made that by himself. And that was sort of like him proving that he could make this game independently. Yeah. This game now, he has all written out. And he actually showed, he's like, thank you for waiting with me. I've been waiting a while too. And they were like, files of like Susie like PNGs from like 2012. So like this has been being worked on for a long time. That's amazing. Um but in I terms no of idea. how yeah, but in terms of how it stacks up against Undertale in terms of like the games universe, he says that it's a completely different world. So however Undertale ended for you, that's how it ended. Um yeah. this is a different universe where the characters have lived different lives. And apparently it's not connected in like a game sense. I did see that the uh, the the game itself is still probing your Undertale save files, though. And like certain things might change depending on which ending or how many endings you got. In yeah, Undertale. I don't I, I saw that, too. But in, I mean, and maybe he's just messing with us. I mean, he's he's known to be cryptic, but he yeah. did kind of say like this game is he's like, it's not a sequel, but it's a game you can play after Undertale if you want to kind of thing interesting he did not say before or after undertale he he said after Undertale. that's true he did say after i mean it you're gonna get so much more out of it if you have played undertale like there's so like the whole last hour is just like it felt like the best kind of fan service you mm. know like running into old faces and like there's a point where you go to uh, asgore's flower shop and upstairs he has 
all these different colored flowers and vases that mirror the seven souls. And I was like, fuck off. This is that's really this good. Is so good. I yeah. love this. So, yeah, I mean, so basically whether or not it probes Undertale files, whether or not it's related to that game, it is a separate universe. And he's also said tragically that it's probably not going to be finished for a while because he says that, like, yeah. it took years to make. He considers this a demo. So I guess that's what you can call it. It's certainly what it feels like, although it does feel good enough to like give you that. Like, oh, I played a game, yeah. even though it was three hours. If it didn't have such a cliffhanger of a final ending, I would feel content with it completely. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of said, like, I don't know when this is coming out because I had to assemble a team and I've never done that before, which is kind of beautiful because that kind of mirrors the game. The game, you're working with two other allies. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I love it. And, you know, so I, I don't care when it comes out. I can definitely wait. I'm just really happy. And this is where most people are at, like. Initially, I was kind of like disappointed to hear that it's not really coming out anytime soon. But like, you know, any time he needs to take to make a team and to get this out, I think it's going to be well worth the effort. Yeah, considering um, we were living in a universe in which Toby Fox was probably never going to make a game again. Yeah. You know, now yeah. we know that there is something in development, and not only that, but you can try some of it now. Is it's it's a it's a brighter future. Yeah. Exactly. Opinion. So, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It came out Halloween. My friend's like, hey, do you want to go to this Buffy pop-up bar? I'm like, I can't leave my room right now. I'm so sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, had to, I just played it all the way through in one shot. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel like even if you haven't played Undertale, you might still enjoy it for the crux of the game. Because the middle part is all new characters. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the themes are a direct reaction to Undertale. You yeah. Know, like, it seems to be like if Undertale is warping your expectations of what a game is, this is warping your expectations of what a sequel is kind yeah. of thing or a sequel to this specific game. So I'm really excited. I'm just I'm like you said, I'm happy we live in a timeline where Toby Fox is working on a new project because that's just I think he's one of the few like auteur game designers out there that has like a very clear creative voice. That's like there's nothing like it, really, yeah. despite its strong influences. I haven't played a game like that before. It it almost sounds weirdly like American Horror Story in a way. <laughs> in in that like you have all the same characters or you have all the same actors, right? Like roaming about, all like doing different things this time. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like people, I mean, it's just like it was so both impressive and disturbing how like in a day there were like this encyclopedia of theories of like yeah. this is the this is the timeline post uh, Deep Space 9 uh, where Sans <laughs> was captain of the enterprise like whoa it's been a day here we are um it sounds amazing though it sounds really cool it it was really interesting um to see everyone in our office at least like just freeze for a second like as soon as that tweet went out and every like i just saw people all over the office just pull up the the splash page for the download which is like incredible because it's it's two columns one is in english and one is in japanese and it's so cryptic and it's so like bizarre i think it's like uh you must relinquish all control and like i don't know yeah. the, the, the wording is is very precise and, and lovely and um, and the file yeah. looks like malware it's like surveyprogram.exe that's like, amazing uh, yeah data data dump to like russia dot virus yeah like an accidental yeah. limewire download <laughs> exactly but yeah and there are three save files this time so i guess if you want to try playing it a different way, you can. I don't really know much about that. It sounds like everyone got the same ending. So mm. that's, how, that's how it goes. Wow. Cool. Delta yeah. Rune. Free to download. Free to download. A lot of great music. A lot of great memories already. 
Nude alert. Yeah, um, you should you should check it out <laughs> if you haven't. It's good to the listeners. I know that you did, um, and I'm going to check it out. Yeah, again, I, I didn't really feel like I feel like at this point, if you're a fan of Undertale, you probably have already played it. Um, so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our discussion of it. Yes, I don't know anyone who's like I love Undertale, but I could wait on this. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Actually, <laughs> one and done for me over here. Yeah. Thanks, though. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Cool. Bye. That was like the switch. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Dun, 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 oh, is that? Dun, dun, uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I accidentally fell and dun, stumbled dun, dun, into the eShop music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, no, or is that the uh, is that the Me Plaza? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> I fell into the Me Plaza. Yeah, and I looked in the mirror and I saw myself, but like creating you, <laughs> creating me exactly, exactly. Uh, your choices you don't can't matter. Choose here. who you are in this world. Yeah, uh, I love if the me verse said that. If, if Toby <laughs> Fox could get control of the me verse, that would be terrifying. I, I love that you pick up your me's like the claw from Toy Story, and they would like dangle and like look terrified. What a weird choice for them to have especially done. when that's the only way to delete them. So you grab them and be like, "Hmm, spare you, or shall I throw you into the void?" Yeah, I love. Yeah, what an interesting thing. Imagine if you are that creature, and it's like there are two options. One is I'm being moved like a couple feet to the left, or my entire existence is going to be erased. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Today I can either play tennis with myself or get thrown into the void. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. It's doubles. <laughs> anyway, Steven and I watched the, um, the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Nintendo Direct that I happened did. last week. The same day as Deltarune? No, day after. Day after Deltarune. The day after I, Delta, I don't, I don't know if the internet could handle that. It would have just exploded. Yeah, I thought that they were happening on the same day originally when I saw the Delta Rune <laughs> announcement. I was like, "Oh my god!" You're oh, really- actually, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but there was a weird Smash Brothers reference at the end of Delta Rune. Oh, really? Yeah, like Toriel's like, "Oh, you and your brother uh, Azriel always loved playing that." Super Smashing Fighters game. Oh, that's awesome. And of course, people were like, it's Sans and Smash. Uh, top 10 reasons why Sans is Smash. Well, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. If that's if that happens, I will be very excited. I don't I don't think it will. But I mean, who knows? Maybe DLC. Yeah. So we watched the Super Smash Brothers Direct. It was, I think, 40 minutes all told. It was the last Nintendo Direct before Smash or is the last Nintendo Direct talking about Super Smash Brothers, at least. Maybe there's going to be another one about other games, but uh, we got the reveal of the last two and then three fighters, uh, at least it was billed <laughs> as two. And then a third one got announced at the end. Yep. And learned a lot about the DLC and, and the story mode and things like that. So I, I guess like top line headline billing, you got three new characters coming into the game to close out the roster. It's Ken from Street Fighter, who is an echo of, uh, of Ryu. Of Ryu. Yeah. And then uh, Incineroar from the most recent Pokemon Sun and Moon, because, of course, you have to add a newest generation Pokemon, as is the will of Reggie fils And then the last <laughs> fighter announcement, which I cannot believe, is uh, PD Piranha, the Piranha Plant from Mario yeah. Brothers. Not even billed as PD, it's just Piranha Plant. Oh, yeah, Plant. it is just Piranha Plant, yeah. <laughs> which just shows how low Waluigi is on the rank of creatures yeah. in the realm that, like, Piranha Plant. So, yeah, so... Ken's an echo of Ryu. Uh, Incineroar is like a standalone character. Mm-hmm. P- uh, PD. No, just Piranha Plant. 
Mm-hmm. He, he probably gets all the time. I'm not Petey, okay? <laughs> if you wanted Petey, you could have asked him. I'm My here. name is Marcus. I'm Marcus. <laughs> Mid-tier at best. I'm Marcus. But you're about to say that Piranha Plant is an echo of Zero Suit Samus. Yeah, which is c- kind of fun. Yeah. Um, no, uh, <laughs> Piranha Plant you get if you pre-order for free. It's like a free DLC only if you pre-order. It's a limited time free DLC, basically. Which is interesting to have a character that you can only get by pre-ordering the game. Yeah, I pre-ordered not through Nintendo, and I wonder if I will get Piranha oh, yeah. Plant. I think, I think the deal is as long as you get the game before January and sign online, you get it. Cool. But that right. still does mean, like, I'm, I'm wondering if Piranha Plant is going to be, like, banned from tournaments because, like, there's going to be a point when you just can't get it anymore. <laughs> it's the U2 iPod of characters. <laughs> I would love if that was the theme, like, Piranha Plant comes in and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, uh... Oh, what's on Vertigo, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like the first iPod commercial. I was like, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm seeing like a silhouette of Piranha Plant just <laughs> dancing, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Where, where, where did the, where did the ear pods go on that thing? So we've often stumbled into bits on the show, but this is the first time that I've just stumbled into my own. and I'm having a blast, and you're like, wait, stop, bring. I want to let me jump on board. Where are the ear? Pods go, I guess, in the pot, right? Because that's probably where like all the sensory. Oh, that's where is. the roots are. Yeah, yeah, true. Did you is see this... though that uh, p- that piranha plant does have little feet under the under the pot? Yeah, that raises so many questions. I need I to know. Wait. Yeah, if you pre-order Smash Brothers, you get like a detailed anatomy book of every creature. <laughs> of just just piranha plant. Here's Incineroar's skeleton. Uh, as you can tell, it's very Cenozoic. Um, can we talk about Incineroar? Because Incineroar is actually pretty badass. I, when the announcement happened, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm into this. And then as soon as I saw all the wrestling shit happening, I was like, oh, never mind. This is exactly what we needed. Yeah. So I don't I don't know the Pokemon. So first I was like, ah, whatever. But the fact that you can like pose and like that's part of the fight is amazing. Yeah. And, and they put in pose canceling as like a new mechanic. <laughs> Which is like, how do we add taunting to the meta, basically? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I, I'm kind like I, I I'm the same way with Incineroar. At first, I was like, oh okay. Then I was, like, oh this looks cool. This looks yeah. cool. I feel like you're gonna be an Incineroar main. I don't know what it is. <laughs> something something just like I like the wind is speaking to me, and I just feel like you're gonna become an Incineroar main. I hate that my friends have better foresight for my brand than I do. Like. <laughs> You're right, though. Like, I love, I mean, that's why I love King of DD because he can just sort of lounge and do the posing. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I think you're right. I think I'm going to be an Incineroar man. He's like one step up from Captain Falcon. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, how can Captain Falcon be less chill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just a big fucking cat that breathes fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Bono should play <laughs> during Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> Entering the ring, weighing at 222 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's his like? <laughs> but it's not like to avoid copyright. It's just the yeah, yeah. And it never gets to the actual song. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking Woo-hoo! endless hell of yes. Well, you know how like every wrestler has like a very, very simple like catchphrase? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Daniel Bryan was like, yes. And that was his thing. Mm. I mean, that, that you won as a wrestler if your catchphrase is yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and Cinnaror is like, I guess, what would it be, like, pose cancel? Or like, would it just <laughs> be like the cancel sign on a sign? Like the, like, the circle with the X through it? Yeah. Can't cancel this pose. <laughs> light it up, Incineroar. Yeah. Light it up, light it up, let it out. Because mm. that gives you both the incinerate and the roar. Yeah, it's, it's lit, Incineroar. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's really good. Who are we kidding? It's just if if Daniel Bryan is yes, then he should just be yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, endless yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I need to stop. Also, I need to double check that Daniel Bryan is a wrestler because boy, do I know nothing about the WWE. Yeah, I, I just went along with that because I have no idea. He is okay. I know something. Cool. Okay. Yeah, Incineroar I think is going to be lovely. I'm I'm excited about that. I again was not excited. I was like, of all the Pokemon you could pick, why and say like, because it's always just the fighting type, like thing that walks around on two legs. Like, obviously, yeah, it's like it's the one that could be in a Sonic game. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is like almost big cat, huh? <laughs> like Lucario is pretty much like Sonic, like had a makeover. Yeah. Um, but imagine like- if it was just like like Eevee. You know, like what if it was like, yeah, like I, you want to see a quadrupedal Pokemon in the ring yeah or like onyx imagine onyx weighing in at three tons and no <laughs> legs is onyx <laughs> jeremy spoken wow. that's his theme song yeah try to race me <laughs> from the blackboard he gets the whole song <laughs> Like Onyx is coming in, like posing for the crowd. Like, Try to raise, and then, then all of a sudden, like, Whoop! yeah, 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 and then Incinera comes in. <laughs> the fans go wild. I don't know who the face or the heel is in this dynamic, but I'm rooting for both of them. Oh man, I feel like I feel like we're just like creating an alternate version of Pokemon tournament at this point. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gengar would have, you know, the wrestler that comes in with like the lantern and like all the lights go out. Oh, yeah. Their cell phone. That would be Gengar's intro. Absolutely. Yeah. Ghost type. This is a whole other podcast. I realized like I think we should both get like more well versed in wrestling and just Mm -hmm. make a whole WWE Pokemon. I'm incredibly into that idea. (laughs) Is Giovanni the Vince McMahon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's me Incineroar. All right, that was awful. Cut that out. That was bad. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's saying in. <laughs> um, who's the other character? I almost forgot. Oh, it's Ken. Yeah, it's Ken, which is cool. I mean, like that's if you're gonna have another Street Fighter character, because I think it's sort of like if there are any rules for the Smash roster, which at this point barely, but it's sort yeah. of like okay, have you been on? I was surprised Nintendo it wasn't system? you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, like, at this point. Like, who, who the hell knows what's happening in that game? Now announcing Adele Monitor. <laughs> Steve from Adele. From Dell. You're getting Adele. <laughs> now, uh, Jim from Accounting enters the fray. <laughs> 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 
I would love if you or I were in the game, but we were an echo of Piranha Plant, so just like a human <laughs> making these weird Cronenberg-esque twists and turns with, yeah. our, with our not potted body. Have you ever seen that video um, that someone did where they replaced the character model for Bayonetta with all of the other character models? So you see, like, Villager with, like, super long legs, like, doing all the <laughs> twists and turns and stuff? That's amazing. I have seen that in 64 with, like, Samus Pikachu or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, very unsettling. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the direct. I, I feel, like, pretty... Uh, like, I feel like the last direct was really exciting. And I'm still excited for the game. This one kind of felt underwhelming. Oh, like, really? Across the board. Yeah, I mean, as evidenced by the last 20 minutes, I think I'm now <laughs> very excited for Incineroar and Piranha Plant. Uh-huh. And I think Ken is... Oh, I was going to say before, the rules of being in Smash are like, you've been on Nintendo, or you're like related to... You have enough good standing with Nintendo, and you're an iconic enough character, mm-hmm. and you've been in, with Nintendo at some point in the past. So like right. Cloud... Obviously, not a Nintendo, but Final Fantasy was back in the day. An iconic character. Yeah. Um, so Street Fighter, like the two most iconic are probably Ken and Ryu. They're, the, they're like the poster boys of the series. Um, um, I, I, honestly, I, I, would, I was kind of surprised it wasn't Chun-Li, like if you're going to pick another one. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I, I could see her being DLC because she's probably like right up there with them in terms of iconic yeah. I mean, you could probably just make Blanca an echo of Pikachu if you really want to <laughs> just do that. <laughs> um, that's what yeah. I would want. But yeah. Oh, and then the single player. We haven't even gotten into the single player, which is yeah. like, holy what, shit. What a power move to slowly reveal a roster for this long and be like, by the way, that's who is dead. That's who we <laughs> killed. So like, we put roster... 76 things in this game, and all of yeah. them have died except for Kirby, <laughs> who stands triumphant <laughs> amongst all. Which, uh, that cut, I was in such, especially, I, I, I think I talked about this with you, but like, Sakurai was like, this story mode is more about fun than story. Which yeah. to me, read as like, we're not doing subspace too. We're doing like a yeah. straightforward adventure mode. But then it was immediately followed by that cutscene. Yeah, wait, can the- you can you explain for people who maybe <laughs> haven't seen the cutscene what happens in there? Because oh it is God. unreal. I've watched it so many times. There are like little bits and pieces in there that are just lovely. But so the roster of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is basically like everyone in Nintendo lore, is mm-hmm. standing on the edge of a cliff, looking at the final destination horizon. And a bunch of master hands start flying into the sky. Hundreds, uh, yeah. Hundreds. The funniest line yes. in media history is Marth calmly being like, we each have to take out about 10 master hands. <laughs> I've done the math, and if we could each take out about 10, I think we can get through this. Yeah. Very bizarre. Already kind of in the subspace emissary confusion realm of like, what, like, eighth draft fan fiction is this? Yeah. And then Zelda and Pit are both like, we're going to be great. You know, like classic... <laughs> Uh, the master hands come and just Thanos the universe. Everyone yeah. gets zapped into uh, into spirit form, yeah. except for Kirby. Right, just one by one, you watch each character try and either fight back or escape, and all of them die in their own separate ways. What I love is that Link is the only one that's actually able to fend one off. Like Link, mm-hmm. Link, I think like bats one away with his shield and then gets zapped, but. There, like there's some really great shit happening in there. Sonic is running away with Pikachu 
uh, and Sonic slows down for a second to try and help Pikachu not die, and then Sonic dies. We Fit Trainer is just stretching, which I guess yes. is like on brand, but like it's my favorite thing. She's like, "Well, if I'm gonna die, <laughs> yeah, might just, as well, you know, go out this way." Yeah, Kirby zipping away on a star awakens, mm-hmm. and I guess everyone else has be- been turned into like these weird like doppelganger zombies. Yeah. So it looks like the actual main mode is like. I would wager you start as Kirby, and as you play it, you fight like clones of everyone. You unlock more characters in the yeah. single player as you do that, and the spirit orb things. Yeah, so I'm sure it's gonna be fun. It just like what a what an intro, and yeah. I love too. As many people have said, like canonically, Kirby is now the the strongest. He's the hero of Nintendo. Yeah, which like if I had to rely, like I think Kirby is the perfect level of believable power and rootability. I think he's the best hero for it. Mm. If it was Mario, you're like, fuck off, dude. Like, who'd you pay to get this? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And if it was like Link would be cool, but then it's like, oh, why just Link? I thought it was like, you know, Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf, maybe. Right. Kirby, and especially because his power is to emulate others, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Beautiful. Kirby it. feels like Squirrel Girl in a way, you know, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your power? Oh, I control squirrels. I'm also the most powerful thing in the entire Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, killed Thanos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kirby definitely is the Squirrel Girl of Nintendo. I love yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So that's basically it. The three characters in the single player mode. That's really yeah. all we got. They right? talked a lot about the the spirit orb thing. Uh, so basically they got rid of trophies in, in the traditional sense. So there's no longer like the 3d models of trophies you can like futz around with as you unlock them. Instead, you get these spirits, which are just like tons and tons and tons of, I think like bits of 2d art, each representing different characters, which you can then also append to the fighters and they alternate or they, they alter the powers um, and add new abilities to the different fighters, which is like obviously not going to happen in competitive mode and probably <laughs> will not happen in like I'm just playing it on the couch with my friends mode. Yeah, that's like uh, in Subspace Emissary, there's like the stickers where it's like you yeah. can increase the, the attack rate power of Kirby. This, I'm not looking to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, in a it's, roster in a roster of 70 plus, I'm not looking to customize any further. <laughs> right. Than, you know, <laughs> yeah. Characters I'm just learning. Yeah. Um, but they, they talked a lot about that, which, you know, it, it's a cool way of at least incorporating more IP <laughs> into yeah, the I game. Guess so. Yeah, um, it's fine. But yeah, I, I, the thing is though, and, and this, this was kind of what got its hooks into me though. Like that's the thing that's going to keep me playing that game. Like, am I going to use the spirits? Probably not, but I am going to try and unlock all of them. Like that is definitely going to be my oh, driving yeah. force. Yeah, for sure. That that's definitely a cool like objective. Oh, and the DLC. That was the other big thing. They announced Oh um, yeah. So there's gonna be five DLC fighters uh over the lifespan of the game. I think they said like by the end of twenty nineteen we'll have all of them. I thought they meant that was like this season. So they kinda alluded to like a season pass. Oh, that's I don't know how I that. interpreted it. Because I, I heard them and they also said like they're gonna be from scratch. So like that was happy to hear that. None of them are echoes, you know? yeah. Yeah. And not, well, none of them are echoes and none of them are like we already had this character made, but we're like, you know, hoarding it off for DLC kind of thing. Right. Um, which is cool. Though there was kind of a very tragic moment of the direct where Sakurai just went, am I ever going to get a break? Yeah. That was and really like, sad. The, the camera lingered. I'm like, oh my God, I, d- take your time, man. I don't need you to make, deal. I don't need you to add like Gino, like, you know, like yeah. take, take a break. I mean, that'd be cool, but you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, maybe I do need you to add Gino. 
That's the thing. You can never like. There's always gonna be some someone wanting more characters. Yeah, I do think though, if Waluigi was added, that would be like, for for most players, that would be the final, like satiation. That would yeah. be the final, like, okay, I'm I am now full. <laughs> yeah, I don't need anything else. Everything well, then else then everyone's same. just gonna move on to Gex and Glover. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the hierarchy of Nintendo is like, you know, Mario, Luigi, down, 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 Piranha Plant, Waluigi. Then like in like weird, like cryptid data is Gex and Glover. Yeah. Oh my God. If Gex is in the game. Now you want me wanting Gex. I don't want Gex. That would make me feel sick. Was Gex N64 or PS1? I know a lot about Gex, Brendan. I actually don't, but Gex... Gex 1 was for a very short-lived system called like the 3DO or something. I might be drawing oh. a blank on it. Let me let me look that up real quick. Um but Gex Enter the Gecko uh was on PlayStation N64. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Imagine Gex in Super Smash Brothers. Oh my god. That's a notch below like having Austin Powers in the game. Just like, <laughs> yeah, baby, you know. <laughs> Because that's basically the level of cringe you get from Gex, where he's just like, <gasps> I, I, that whole game is him like turning around and saying jokes that would make your dad cringe. It's like, yeah. what is <laughs> nothing 90s about this. Yeah. Yeah, I played Gex into the Gecko for PlayStation. Uh, I think I did it, as well. It was fun. <laughs> I think it was sort of one of those, like, it's an interesting era where every other game company was trying to make Mario 64. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was like if you made Austin Powers a lizard and, <laughs> and made like an uglier, less good Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Um, and, and Glover was just what if you took Mario's hand off and made it sentient? <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot my glove. Luigi, should I go back? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry Long about behold, it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Cue the whole plot of Glover. Yeah. Always sunny music plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Na, 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 na. <laughs> it'll be fine na, 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 na. <laughs> so glover you had to you were like an anthropomorphic glove or you're just a glove with a face on it who am i kidding anthropomorphic glove would be terrifying you had to escort a crystal to like the end goal of a level and you yeah. could turn that crystal into a bouncing ball a bowling ball a marble or the crystal itself mm-hmm you could what I used to do is I would just turn it into the crystal and then smash it on the ground and then Glover would go like <laughs> Which was like I feel like I only played Glover when I was sick. Like when I was at like home from school and not feeling well. And like I rented it. Like I never owned yeah. it. I just like was sick and that's what was given to me. Play Glover, watch the news, eat soup. <laughs> <laughs> microwave turkey burger uh, eat glover eat the game <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. your, your glover screaming noise stuck in my head for the rest of my life I didn't That's know I could hit seared that into my frontal lobe <laughs> I mean, he's easy to beat in Smash because you just like you just smash the the diamond, and he's out. That that Holy game shit. feels like a precursor to Super Monkey Ball, which I'm also surprised Super Monkey Ball is not in Smash. I like at the this Super point. Monkey Ball games. Yeah, I like the too. first one at least. Um, 
But I, I think we're incredibly, <laughs> incredibly off track at this yeah. point. To steer the train back, are you more or less excited for Super Smash Brothers post-direct? I'm equally excited for the game. I didn't really expect there to be too many more characters, honestly. Yeah. Um, I feel like they did a lot of the big ones last time with King... Was the last one with King K. Rule? Whatever the direct was where it was like, yeah, it was like King K. Rule, Simon Belmont, and, and you could use your Switch as a Spotify device. I was like, oh my god, this is all great. Yeah. This one was sort of like more or less... Like now that it's like coming up, uh, I feel like some of the mystery is gone, so I'm like, okay, I'm just excited to play it. Like, I don't really need anything else. There wasn't really, I wasn't really that like curious about single player. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy they felt confident enough to give us that story. Right. And I'm excited to play. I really hope there are more cutscenes. That's kind of where I'm at. Where I'm like, I hope yes. it's not just that. I hope it's that it's not just set up and then gameplay. I hope I, I want to have melodramatic scenes with Fox and like, I don't know, Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever else is in this game. Incineroar, yeah. Who would be, just to kind of wrap up, who would be your five DLC characters you would want? Ooh, man. Yeah. Do you have anyone this, in mind already? No, I'm throwing this on you first. Unless you want me to go first. I mean, Waluigi's the obvious one. Right. You know. That would be on mine as well. Top of the pile for me. I would like Sans or Papyrus. That would be, that would be great. I would love that. Um, I always thought Shovel Knight would be good, but Shovel Knight's an assist trophy, I think now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how willing they are to go against that, because like, if that's the case, then Waluigi's also out, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I think someone. I mean, Sans would be great. I don't know if that's really likely, honestly. Um, no, no, I don't think at, so. At this point, it's hard to really tell. It'd be cool to have. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It, like you, you get, you get. It's at the point now where everyone obvious and not obvious is in the game. So anyone we could like spitball. It's like, it'd be cool to have you know James Bond from Goldeneye in the game. <laughs> Odd job. <laughs> it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be cool to have uh, uh, Smash Mouth in the game. I don't know. <laughs> a translated um, copy of Mother Three. Yeah, it'd be cool just to have that as a playable character. As a playable, that's like, Nintendo's like, you wanted this, right? Like, no, not this way. It's like a, <laughs> Excuse me, Nintendo. It's a copy of the game with, like, arms and legs. Um, <laughs> and screams <laughs> like Glover. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to, like, verify if that's how he screams. Glover screaming. Google. Give me some good results. Glover 64 screaming. Glover Scream, 11,000 views. Uh, this is a weird video. I wasn't into that. <clears throat> okay, not quite as high pitch as mine, but it's a bit more like, ah, which is not as exciting. It's like, ah. <laughs> I gave you like a Hitchcockian <laughs> scream. Yeah, that's going to be my ringtone. But yeah, I think I am equally excited for the game. I think it's going to be great. I love the goofy single player. Mm -hmm. And I'm into the characters they've added. They've already they've already added the characters that have made me really excited. So like, you know, none of the characters at first drew me too much, but I am now probably going to main Incineroar as you predicted. So <laughs> we'll see how that plays yeah. out. Yeah, I yeah I I think like if I was to look at the roster and just point at one thing that I'm most excited about, like I got <laughs> Isabel in there, which I'm like pretty what? yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm pretty hyped about Isabel. But Me I mean, too. every everyone is here, you know, like I can go back to my old mains like Wolf, which is sick. Yeah, it is. There are people out there who are 
still upset about the roster that certain characters have not been added. And it's like, I don't know how you could be upset about this list. It is ridiculous that this exists. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. As soon as they added Ridley, it was like, all right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I know Gino's been on the list forever, but like, I I don't care if Gino is in the game or not. I I love that game. I love some RPG, but like, I don't like, I'm not going to flip out if Gino's not in it. Right. Like at this point, who's excited about? G- I shouldn't say that because there's probably a lot of people. A lot of people would be excited about. <laughs> yeah, Gino, I mean, I would be into that too. But it's that like game hasn't can't... been available to purchase. I think for 15 years at this point. Do you know the tarot card uh, Five of Cups? I don't. But what is it? It is a figure looking at the ground of two spilled chalices, mm. and behind them are three chalices still upright. Oh, and then the distance there is a river, a bridge, and a town. Um, and the meaning of the card roughly is that you are focusing too much on what you've lost and not what's right behind you. Basically. Oh, so if you're focusing on Gino not being in the roster, <laughs> look behind you. You got Inkling Kids, you got King K Rule, you got Incineroar, my guy, my favorite wrestler. You got uh, Ness, you got Doctor Mario. He's got all the pills. You got, uh, you Rob. got you got Rob. Rob. They really like 2007. Everyone at Nintendo was like, "You, we must remind you of Rob. We must remind <laughs> you of Rob. We must." Like he was in every game, and everyone's like, "I don't remember this." I was like one when Rob was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sell necessarily well. Yeah, the next character is gonna be the Virtual Boy. Oh man, <laughs> I want the Game Boy. But I would love Dreamcast as a as a. What am I? What am I saying? Can we stop? Can we move on? That'd be good. But yeah. If if you want to make systems playable characters, I would love to play as the Dreamcast. Thank you yeah. for listening. Well, I guess we should take a break. Let's take a break for sure. My head hurts from laughing so hard at your Glover <laughs> stream. I also did cry. That is the first time I've cried recording a podcast in my life. <laughs> You're crying. How do you think Glover feels? He shattered. <laughs> The crystal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break. My neighbors must be like, what the fuck is happening down there? Is he drumming again? Yeah. (laughs) Is he drumming or trying to sing the darkness? I don't know. (laughs) I believe in a thing called love. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's actually take a break. I need to take a shower or something this is the most like i feel like the way we've laughed in this episode is like how a villain laughs when their plan is working (laughs) (laughs) oh man wario adjacent it's so funny i was upstate before and i was like oh yeah i have to go home i have to go like record podcasts and stuff they're like oh which uh, podcast is it i was like oh it's a video game and they're like oh what are you gonna talk about what have you been playing i was like i don't know i'm probably just gonna say stupid shit about mario honestly (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what this like that's the red herring in this podcast is like what have you been playing and then it just turns into glover lore (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey it's what sells right (laughs) chase your bliss is a bit more connected follow your heart sounds a bit more like yeah follow your heart Sounds like something Marth would say after fighting off ten master hands. We need to follow at least ten hearts. That should do it. (laughs) 
That's what I really want out of that story mode is just like Marth narrating the whole thing. It would be funny if Marth had the sort of foresight that a Fire Emblem player does where like you can look at like statistically before you launch an attack who is going to do what it's like give a 68% chance of doing this. And that's, yeah. that's just how he operated all the time. Mm-hmm. He goes, How's your day, Marth? There's an 87% chance that it will be sunny outside. In which case my, you know, sun based <laughs> sword will do extra damage. How are you? <laughs> Don't tell me. I know you have a 10% chance of being hit by a hammer. You didn't check the Pegasus riders weapon. He's got a hammer. Marth, you were unbearable. Cool. Should we be back and talk about games we've been playing? Let's be back. Brendan, we're back. What have you been playing? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell me! You want me to just... Wow. Okay, that's a big question. Yeah. I'm glad we know each other well enough to ask these kinds of questions. <laughs> it was very assertive. I apologize for yeah. that. Yeah. I've been playing video games, which is exciting. I've had yeah. time to play games. Oh, yeah. Recently. Uh, so one, one of the things that I just flew through was the Spider-Man DLC oh, cool. for the PlayStation 4, uh, the heist. Part one of The City Never Sleeps, a three-part oh, DLC pack. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, is, it features the Black Cat, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite cat, and is lovely. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. I liked it a lot. I, I was a little bit iffy about it when I first started. Just straight up, like, I, I had heard that it was, like, maybe two or three hours long, like, if you did everything in it. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of, like, worried about, you know, the, the actual story content here. But what is there, uh, which took me, I would say, about two and a half hours to, like, do the story, is lovely. It is really, really fantastic. If you if you like the base game, you're going to really like City That Never Sleeps. Um, cool. It seems like... I, I don't know if every DLC is going to be like a different uh, villain that you're going to be encountering or whatever, but without spoiling anything, it does it does set up the idea that Hammerhead is like trying to take the Kingpin's place. But Hammerhead quickly becoming like one of my favorite Spider-Man villains for some reason, like he's just so goofy. Yeah. But yeah, so you're basically just helping Black Cat do some stuff around the city, um, just trying to trying to help her because she's in a little bit of a conundrum, um, but also, you know, she's probably playing you and all that kind of stuff classic right. black cat stuff but there is a side mission that you will love that is very backpack collection adjacent <laughs> um which is of course like as soon as i unlocked it, i was like oh that i'm doing that first um and you are helping yeah. an older cop on the nypd track down stolen art from the original black cat oh which is cool it, it is a very good quest line that i That's highly awesome. recommend but yeah uh, City Never Sleeps. It's part one. I think the next one is next month. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know when the third one is, but it seems like it is one giant story, which is cool. So it, it is a story told in three parts, and I think it's like 20 bucks to get all three of them bundled together. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really, at this point, I've beaten uh, the main story in Spider-Man. I'll talk about that with you another time. But uh, I liked how kind of attainable it was. Like, as As open as the game is, like the story was like, <clears throat> 10 hours maybe yeah and it felt really concise felt really nice and i feel like it sounds like the dlc is similar in that way where it's like you can sit down and play through it and walk away being like oh that was a great story yeah not every story has to be 100 hours (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah and and it has the same kind of stuff that the main game had where like this take on black hat is really interesting this take Mm -hmm. on hammerhead i think is really interesting it's 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 cool uh it introduces a quote-unquote new kind of enemy, which is the Magia, which is uh, Hammerhead's, like, mob 
essentially, which are basically just like the same, like it, it's kind of reskins of other things um, that, that you've already fought. Like they pick up sable weapons, you know, and they're, they're using uh, silver sables weapons and things like that. But they did introduce. So, you know how there's like the, the really large henchman yeah, the brutes, enemy type. Yeah, yeah like brutes. So there's a yeah. brute with a with a minigun now, oh, <laughs> which is come on. Like, it's just, like, incredibly difficult to take them down. They Um, were always surprisingly very hard. Like, whenever I had to fight a cluster of enemies, there was one or two of them. Like, it always took me, like, way longer. Yeah. Um, Uh, Because they hit, I mean, unsurprisingly, they hit super hard. And when they have a (laughs) minigun with infinite ammo. Yeah. Pretty rough. Save your save your web blossom for them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I, I recommend it. Um, and not just because I work at Marvel Entertainment. It, it is just sure. a, a good video game. If it's anything like the main game, I'm sure I'll love it because I loved love 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 the main game. Yes. Uh, Steven, uh-huh. what have you been playing? Oh man, uh, nothing too new. I actually just so <laughs> I've made this mistake before in this podcast where at the end of the episode I'm like. Hey, listeners, thanks for subscribing. I'm playing this, so next week I want to talk all about that. And then I never, it's always different. It has never been, yeah. I've never set that up. Like last time I was like, I'm playing Cuphead and I can't wait to talk about it. And it's like, not even on the radar this week. <laughs> um, wait, by the way, I was at Party City yesterday, just like buying up all the all the Halloween stuff because it was like 70% off. Yeah, yeah. They had Cuphead costumes. I saw Fortnite and Overwatch costumes as well. That's amazing. And, uh, but Cuphead, like an yeah. indie game for the yeah. Xbox One, has like licensed costumes at Party City. The, the like Twitch, this makes me sound... 80 years old the twitch and uh youtube audiences (laughs) like that game i feel like was like just so beautiful to look at that it was a really popular game to like watch playthroughs of Mm. so i wonder if that kind of has a hand in it of like oh that probably gained notoriety outside of the player base because of like just its visual appeal yeah yeah I i i mean we could talk about cuphead another time but i don't really have much to say about it it's it's really fun and good there's like (laughs) Like it's, I mean, we can talk about it another time. That'll be another topic if yeah. we want to get into. I'm it. waiting for it to inevitably come out on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing it on Mac, and like, it's a little bit tough with the keyboard. Um, mm. but uh, it's it's a fun game. Um, and there's there's a lot to talk about in terms of like its influences and and all that. So there's there's topics there, but we didn't plan on it. All right. <laughs> what else have I been playing? I also picked up. I went. I picked up two games recently. Uh, one was used for like tw- 10 bucks. Yakuza mm-hmm. Zero I picked yeah. up. I haven't started playing it yet, but I've had like, I never really, it's never been on the radar for me, but I've had at least 10 people directly recommend Yakuza to me. Yeah, that is a series that I have not gotten into, but I feel like went from zero to 60 in terms of just like everyone I know suddenly played all of the Yakuza games and was like, yeah. why haven't you been playing these? <laughs> i didn't know yeah. that they existed yeah and i've also been told that yakuza zero is like the best for both gameplay and stories the best starting point so yeah i picked it up um maybe we could talk about that another time i also got red dead 2 which yeah. i was on the fence of getting for a while just because like i'm not a huge gta fan i actually really loved the first red dead um but yeah, oddly oddly because it felt very atypical of the rockstar formula mm-hmm. and i've only played red dead 2 for like maybe two hours so i'm still really early in yeah um and like red dead one um you're not doing chores this time for the first couple hours which i actually Mm -hmm. really loved in the first red dead because i liked 
the banter between the two characters in the beginning. Yeah. But in this game, there's clearly a learning curve of like how to play it, which I'm honestly not crazy about, like mm-hmm. especially coming out of the post Breath of the Wild open game world where like that game gives you the very basics and then the tutorial is kind of masked as the open world. You don't even mm-hmm. realize at first, like when you're on the Great Plateau that you are kind of boxed into that area. Yeah. And so you suddenly get the hand glider and you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to do it for me. This game does feel like I had to sit through like eight hours of like, how do I eat rice cakes until I can actually <laughs> play the game? What's uh-huh. in the barn? What's taking you so long? I'm learning how to play the game. Yeah. I, I, I got a lot of anxiety of other cowboys being like, hey, Arthur, what are you doing in there? I'm like, ah. Um, I mean, it's beautiful looking. Um, I've only heard amazing things about it. I ended up getting it because enough people had just been like blown away by it that it seemed like a big enough event in video games to get. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I I also started I (laughs) last night I saw the remake of Suspiria and then Mm. like got home and like my eyes were kind of sore for watching a two and a half hour movie. Uh, that had a lot of gore in it and like yeah. I was just sort of tired and then I turned on Red Dead and it was like this storm's pretty harsh and I'm like I don't I just kind of want to go to sleep I'm kinda, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm sure it's great I, I definitely will talk more about it once I played more of it um, I can already tell though that this is Rockstar doing a very different genre this is not GTA this is not even really that's what Red I keep Dead. hearing yeah this is not like this is not a Rockstar game. This is Rockstar being like, how do we make an open world RPG? And that's really cool. From what I've heard, they really wanted to like break free of their own formula. And not only that, but innovate in the open world space the same way Breath of the Wild has, but in a different direction. And I don't sure. know what that means, but that's a thing that they keep saying, at least in their PR blasts about it, which yeah. excites me as someone who enjoyed Red Dead Redemption a lot but you know didn't finish it the same way i don't finish any rockstar game um and dislikes like actively dislikes playing the gta games yeah i i am more interested in picking it up because of that i mean yeah ethos. this game like i had to eat like eight rice cakes to keep my stamina up for just walking through the snow so like this is not a game going for like the crazy mania rampages of like vice city right this is like not not realism but like there's definitely a survival aspect to this game yeah that that's actually one of the complaints that i keep seeing is like it leans so hard into trying to be maybe not realistic but detailed that it sometimes gets in its own way mechanically and i wonder if to some people that like wrote just mundanity is actually that, going to be better for sucking you into the narrative and sucking you into that world. Yeah, I, I, I'm so early into it that I can't really comment on much. I do find that the game is beautiful. Uh, the the voice acting is good. Like all the things you expect Rockstar to do well, they have done well. And the thing that I really like is there's a thing called the cinematic camera view. So it's while you're just playing the game rather than having the normal fixed camera you can hold the like uh control pad button on the ps4 remote and the camera will like zoom out or do these very cinematic shots as if you're watching a movie but you're still controlling it which can lead to some really hilarious scenarios where like Mm. it's this like gorgeous you know uh sergio leone shot and then our third is like where do i go (laughs) um 
Yeah, the main guy's voice is like definitely like Jeff Bridges' true grit, like mm. territory of of a uh, cowboy. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I'm 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 definitely impressed. I'm I'm amazed by the production value of it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fun to play. I don't know how deep I'm going to get into it, and that is completely subjective. I just, you know, there's a certain element of an open world game like this where it's like, what is what is the fantasy? Like we talked about, uh, we talked about um, last week the appeal of certain types of games in terms of like a story of a JRPG or mm-hmm. the openness of a Western RPG. And like, what is the lore? Like what is pulling me into this game and keeping me playing it? Yeah. And right now I'm just not that excited to play as like a starving cowboy that like needs to wash his clothes. Like that's not <laughs> like, that's not really like I don't leave work and go like, I can't wait to like have to eat rice cakes to like stay warm in the snow. Yeah. Um, I can I feel see that. that. That's why be- I haven't picked it up really yet. I can see that being an incredibly immersive factor in this world. And the fact that like, I mean, everyone who has played it has said that like, yeah, the story is good or whatever, but the best part of it is just running around on horseback and like, mm. you know, I mean, you could like take care of your horse and pet dogs and stuff. and like, that's probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel, I don't want to be like a contrarian. Like everyone says this game is great. I think it's okay. It's the last thing I want to be. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely marvel at the, the production value and see that, Oh, the reason I got it is like, I, I, I had heard enough and seen enough to feel that this was a landmark in the video game medium. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to like sink hours into it. Cause I'm just not that into like, I'm, I'm not really that into the genre. I'm not that into the world. And like, I've played enough now. Like there's some games where an hour in, I'm so invested in the characters. I'm so invested in the story. I don't really care about what's happening at all, to be honest. Mm. Which is kind of a bummer because that was actually a strength of, of Red Dead 1 for me was like I felt invested in the story. Yeah. Um, maybe it was just my mood at the time because I just walked out of a very strange movie and I was tired. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, so far it's just been kind of cowboy stuff. I'm yeah. Like, right, I mean, you're two it. hours in, right? Like, yeah, it's certainly games it's like a that long, will take some time to click. It's a long game. It's going to take a while to click. But that's sort of my first impression so far. I, th- I am sure if we talk about it again, that I'll be, I, I'm not even giving it a negative review. I'm just sort of saying like the production's amazing. The game's certainly going to be very fun. I'm still early on in it. So I haven't like given it a chance, but I'm also, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get into it just based on like subjective surface level stuff. Yeah. I know part of it for me, like I, I mentioned this briefly last episode, but like the thing for me is I kind of want to get it to drill down on why rockstar games tend to not click for me, even though I put, tons of hours into all of them yeah but beyond that like there's all the all the like labor and crunch stuff which i'm not going to get into but it is a thing that i'm thinking about a lot if you're interested in that and you and you want to know more about it i would recommend checking out kotaku and waypoint who've been doing like really great work on reporting on that but like that's a thing that i know is going to be at the front of my brain the whole time i'm playing Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to like let that go unchecked yeah um while playing but it. at the same time like the people that work at rockstar who are undergoing that kind of uh treatment have all said please buy the game yeah you know like they don't want you to to boycott they don't want it that because that work that, to yeah. be for not i guess you know? exactly <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> so i don't know i i do want to pick it up i do want to play it but i feel like that's going to be more of like a you know rainy day i have an excuse to not go outside kind of game yeah and i mean like i i am i am also at a point now where like we've been doing this podcast long enough that like 
outside of my normal rhythm of games, I have like a slightly added incentive to play more. Like not yeah. like in a tremendous way. Like I'm not I'm not buying games I normally wouldn't have purchased. Like but I'm playing probably like 0.5% more than I normally would have. Mm-hmm. Um so we could talk about stuff and you know, I'm at a point now where I feel like I have just kind of gotten over a hurdle of like a lot of games, a lot of big games. Mm. And this the idea of being like here's another here's the biggest game ever made. But that's the, that, that's the next one for you, Steve. Yeah. Like I, I really need like a, that's why I like Spider Man. It's like give me like an eight hour story. Yeah, and that that that's somehow really immersive and and great and yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the thing I've been feeling as well, right? Like I I just bought Dark Souls last week. This week I bought Diablo three, which I didn't even talk about, but that's a game I've been playing. I've been playing Diablo three on Switch. Yeah, I I looked at the horizon of stuff coming out for Switch, and like it's it's unreal what's still like coming out for the rest of the year i there's too there's literally too much at this point yeah so i i personally know that i need to like slow down and play the stuff that i have already and and just uh all that being said when you do get red dead 2 i would love to talk about it because at that point i will have played it enough to have a more yeah you know i'm sure it's gonna be great i'm excited to play it i don't want this to sound like i'm like well everyone likes it so i'm not going no it sounds like you're taking a level-headed approach to playing well it's too popular (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do you like more my glover scream or that weird uh steven's id you know the answer (laughs) i can't believe you even asked I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I I just said all that stuff about not buying games. I super am going to be buying Moonlighter this week though. So yeah, me whatever. too. Uh, I guess I can. I'm not gonna stop saying the games that are on the horizon. I guess just know that it's not guaranteed that they will be talked about next week. Yeah, uh, which I don't think anyone is like super concerned about. But yeah, I will be t- I'll be buying Moonlighter as well. Talk about a Brendan Stephen game. That's like a very yeah. That's very up our alley, you know, because we love shops. I love <laughs> actually I love shops. So I uh, I am the DM for a D and D group with my friends. We started playing like five years ago. Um, we've been in the same world for a while, so yeah, we've been playing long enough now that we've kind of built up like you know familiar characters and all that kind of stuff. We have a running joke that the game is secretly a shopping sim because like most set whenever they go to a new town and they can mm-hmm. buy stuff, I make the mistake of giving every shopkeeper like their own identity. So what what should just be like, okay, I need to buy what I need, then we can move on with the adventure. It turns into like them getting to know the shopkeepers real well, and then suddenly that's the main quest. <laughs> so Moonlighter being like a shopkeeper adventure felt very uh close to home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm excited about it. Um, it sounds very good from uh, people I've talked to who've played it. Yeah, looks good. Um, should we wrap up? Should we <coughs> say that's it for the app? That's it. Um, yeah, I think so. What, what else is on the horizon for you? That's kind of it. Definitely I, I, down to talk I'm, about. I'm gonna Cuphead get more eventually. into Diablo. Is my plan more into Diablo? Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting on that. Oh wait. I think Civ Six is coming out not too long in the Jesus. future. Jesus! Oh yeah, uh, and also um, Pokemon Let's <laughs> Go is next week. Are you are you definitely picking that up? Yeah, I am. I'm waiting for uh, Let's Go Incineroar, um, but <laughs> until that comes out, I will. Let's abstain. go, Glover. Let's go. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I would love like just the the kids in in the GameStop looking at what's on the shelves and being like, "What's that one? What is this? <laughs> Who is Glover?" 80 year old steven being like when i was your age this was the most popular game yeah yeah so that's what will happen 
That's, I, yeah, uh, that's next week. Let's go. I'm gonna wait <laughs> on Let's Go Pikachu Eevee. There's a 50 50 chance I will buy it or not. Um, yeah, it looks fun. I just don't know if like that's on my radar yet. Mm. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah, I have a bunch um, of friends who are getting it, so yeah, that's gonna be a blast. Yeah, just feels it like feels the move. Yeah. Um, and cool. Katamari comes out. Actually, Katamari comes out the same day as Smash Brothers. Mm. I don't know which I'm more excited for, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we'll find I out. I think that's yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. This this is our slow fade into becoming a uh, Smash Brothers podcast. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk tier list. Number yeah. one, obviously Glover. Yeah. He's Master Hand's son. <laughs> it was the, it was right in front of us all along. Yeah. Cool. Should we end it? Yeah, let's end it. All right. Um, yeah. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks everyone who listened. Um, if you like the show, please tell a friend about it. That would be amazing uh, and super helpful. Also, if you don't mind writing an iTunes review for us, that would be great. Um, super helps the show out a whole bunch. We also have a Twitter account. It's at Into the, Into cast. the cast. I almost just said no script at all because fuck me. I mean, you'll get you'll you can stumble across one or the other. They're connected yeah. in some weird way. Uh, it's in a secret way. Ooh, Uh, it's at, it's at into the cast. Um, and what else? I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks as always for listening. It means a lot. Uh, the reviews are super flattering. It always like is unreal when there's a new one. Um, it makes, it makes our day and, uh, yeah, have a great day. And, um, I hope you are as excited for the games coming out as we are. And I hope you're enjoying what's already out. Yeah. And, uh, please let us know. Who are your most top five desired Smash Brothers characters? Uh, Goku. Uh, Bono. Uh, Bono. The Edge. Um, this is garbage. Throw this bit into the trash. Garbador. Garbador. Oh, I would love that. Let's go, Garbador. That would be a good game to teach kids how to recycle. Yeah. It's like, hey, kids, it's me, Garbador. Now, you might Ooh. think composting is the default move for organic waste, and it is, but you have to have a plan for it. Otherwise, it's just a stinking pile of trash. Maybe start thinking about having a local garden or something that your community can work together on. That way, you can have a mission for the compost you're acquiring organically. And don't forget, the most key factor is to reduce your waste. Recycling is great, but it does create pollution, so why not reduce that by thinking about what do you really need plastic? Garbador, I'm uh, never used here. TWG, the worst garbage dot online.